Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Nintendo! Talking to your mic. Testing, testing, one, two, three. 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 Testing, testing, really one, two, three. Bad Broadway musical. <laughs> For the week of August 13th, 2015, I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me once again is Per Schneider. Hey, I thought you still ha- like you happy. I thought you still crying over that Mario Maker level. Fresh from Hotlanta, and joining <laughs> us once again, Brian Altano. <laughs> I am not angry about that uh, uh, Brian Altano level at all. That, that was, was a lot fun. of fun. That yeah, we're fun. going to talk about that. The Mario I've Maker Challenge. I've never seen you that close to crying before. It was hilarious. Like I so, do want to say, the bit with the tissues, let's save it, though. We're going to okay. get to it yes, later. Yes, sure. Later. sure. Uh, we're going to talk about five games you could play forever. We asked you, the community, to let us know, and we went through the comments and found some, so we're going to take turns reading that. Sweet. We're going to talk a little bit about what is the Super Mario Maker IGN Challenge. We got some news this week about Super Mario Maker, which is roughly a month away. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Um, and then we're going to lead into the- Or a month and nine days for all of it. Question yeah. block. Yes. No, this is true. All right, cool. So we got a ton to talk about, but let's start with your- five games that you can play forever the uh question of the week last week so i'm gonna lead it off with uh commenter sliding civ i hope i'm saying that right siv his list is street fighter 2 tetris oh good one diablo 3 i don't know what ros is i forgot which diablo 3 that is uh heroes of might and magic 2 Mm -hmm. and sid meyer's alpha centauri now i have to say i love seeing street fighter 2 on that list because i almost feel like i have forgotten just how big Street Fighter 2 was, especially for us in this room, totally. our generation. Yeah, totally. Like the 90s. Yeah, I oh played that goodness. every day. I played that game every day. Where were you whether in, in Japan. Whether we were in Japan. 
either on my my Super Famicom, the Super NES, or yeah, India, China, Japan, or in the arcades. We played that all the time, which is interesting because we all put we put a bunch of sort of of games on our list that you can play forever, right? But I don't think any of us really thought of fighting games. So Street Fighter is a really good pick. Like if you have a friend, see, I wasn't even thinking about that as much as having like because I'm not, I don't have friends who sit on the couch next to me that much anymore. I got the kids, obviously, but like I. You know, if I was still in college, I think I would have put Street Fighter 2 at the top of the list immediately. Part of me just wants a soundboard where when something sad or upsetting gets set on the show, you just hit the broom, like the Animal Crossing, like, like sound. <laughs> I need that. I think I need that on the show. All right. All right um, so no, Cur- props for that. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Curry Bo Shu says, here are my five. Number one, Super Mario Maker. You haven't played it. It's, that's fine. It's a good, good choice. It, number two, Dark Souls. All right. Number wow. three, Pokemon X and Y. Number four, Chrono Trigger. And number five, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Yeah, so see, he's got a fighting game on there for Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. good. He's a really good list. I good almost list. put Smash Brothers on my list. And really? I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I still still spend hours playing that game. Like, I've started picking it back up again since the character update, um, since the you, new stages. Who do you play as? Um, that's a great question. I've been bouncing between Captain Falcon, uh, Mario, um... I'm just bouncing around Zero Suit Samus, yeah. who uh, is, can just be amazing. Like, if you saw Evo, there were some amazing sets when Nairo played as Zero Suit Samus. Mm-hmm. He's just, I mean, it was <laughs> sad to watch him choke at Evo. Like, it was so painful to me because uh, I really wanted him to, uh, to see him win the tournament. But that said, like, that character is, is pretty good. It's great. I always play as Link, I'll, and then I switch to Bowser every time my son picks Charizard. Because it's a so wrap. Every it's time. Rap. Like, he'll pick Charizard, I go to Bowser, and he's like, no! And I yep. go, no! Well, your son is, let me say, as someone who has played against your son in Smash, he is quite cheap with the oh, moveset. Oh, he's super really? cheesy. Bam he's a kid. That's what kids do, right? Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and like, some when, when something works, they, they repeat it, Stick right? Stick to it till yeah. you get in trouble. So I'm going to, uh, I have a list from Lermdiddly13. Awesome name. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I love it. Uh, number one, Kingdom Hearts, good one. Super Mario 64. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 64, also a good one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Splatoon, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. He says uh, the Smash for 3DS may seem odd, but if I have to choose one version, I'm going to go with the one I can take with me anywhere. Good choice. Yep. Good choice. Uh, Mario 64, why such a great pick? Like, I think it's a fantastic pick. Why don't you um, it's, it's my favorite 3D Mario, and I feel like it's the, it's the one that you could probably, if you have to only play a few games forever, it's the one where you could pretty much, like, you, of all the Mario games that we see, people are still finding new ways to play that one mm-hmm. yeah. right people are finding new hacks new glitches they're doing speed runs like uh i think that like if you said you only have this is one of the games you can play forever i'd become one of the top five speed runners in the world in that game because mm-hmm. it's just a really exhilarating thing to watch I, and do it has it has some of the mo- some of the most memorable moments not only because of its place and time right like we played this game we're instantly dazzled by like the move to 3d <laughs> but like when you dive down into the water and the music changes yeah. and the drums kick in that's such a great moment you're like, holy crap, nobody's done that in a game like this where mm-hmm. the music changes with the mood. And then just like some of the challenges like get to the top of the mountain, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're looking at this complicated system with rolling, like the balls rolling down the hill. It's just such a great yeah. game, It's the 3D Mario game I revisit the most. Yeah, I think I admire most just how many different ways you can 
tackle its platforming. Yeah. Where yeah. if you're a very the fast flips. player, you can just flip your way to three, three hop your way to victory. Mm-hmm. Or if you were a bit more methodical, take your time and be very careful. So think how brilliant just the far jumping bit is yeah. because yeah. it's something that hasn't really been done in the 2D Marios mm-hmm. before that, right? Yeah. Like the like running, crouching, and jumping to do the the far jumping thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a long so jump. Good. No, it's definitely long a long jump. Or the jump. backwards yeah. flip to or get wall up to higher yeah. places. Like, yeah. Well, and the, the feeling so still is alive very much. I feel in like 3D land. I've, I've been playing that again recently. Just uh, whenever I want comfort food, I go back to that game on my 3DS on commutes, and uh, yeah. I love messing around with some of that. Stuff. I just feel like I keep on thinking about Super Mario 64. Like when. When there's some big celebration, I feel like that game should come back with modern vis- visuals. I, and I would love to replay that, not mm. without an analog stick on yeah. the DS. And honestly, yeah. as somebody who revisited Rare Replay this year and oh, I played and, and played Banjo Kazooie, I feel like it doesn't hold up nearly as well as Mario 64 does visually. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Banjo Kazooie, a lot of the Rare and 64 platformers were a lot more visually ambitious in terms of like texture work and design, like the blend. Whereas, multiples. yeah, and, and Mario 64 is completely flat by yeah. design and just inherently it ages better because of that like yeah. you don't see a lot of really ugly textures in that game there's well, th- a few here and there like the yeah. fences yeah. Which but I think those. you make yeah. a good point too in that whenever you re- sort of re-release a game if you're going to put the words remake anywhere near them and I'm not saying <clears throat> Rare Replay was claiming this yeah. but um, you do want to sort of touch that up visually yeah um, to a degree and I know I've said contrary here like I'm totally fine when they re-release something and it's in the form that it was but I know that for them, remake means touching it up a lot more, and that doesn't mean Mario 64 doesn't need some touching up. I think by today's standards, they might have to do a little mm-hmm. adjustment to that game, but mm-hmm. it won't be as much as, say, something that wasn't quite as good. It has so few weak spots, though, honestly. Out of all the, the 3D camera, Mario games... Camera can use some work today. It has some, some camera issues, but... And, you know, it, it obviously lacks some of the superpowers that you find later, but I always found the flying was so pure yeah. and mm-hmm. felt so yeah. good, you know, yep. within its set of limitations. Absolutely. I'd, yep. I'd love to just see it with new visuals. I cool. could actually, I mean, one day, put this feather in your cap. I would. I could do an entire podcast dedicated to Mario 64. Oh, I, I've been wanting to possibly touch that subject well especially with the right. 30th anniversary coming up I like, I like put the feather in the cap yeah that's, oh that's yeah. very ah, very very, very uh-huh. good touch uh so man of waffles you're a man after my heart when i think you it's list man of waffles man of waffles uh, it's yeah, a big right. ship made out of waffles <laughs> that's it oh wow i didn't even think of that mm-hmm. uh you're a man after my own heart when you mention or a woman after, after my own heart if you mentioned monster hunter as number one uh he wow. it says any game in the main series but he's going to stick with for ultimate monster hunter games can be played endlessly and i'm the only person at this table who <laughs> appreciates that? I tried. I, every time I try, every time I fail, it just right. doesn't work for you're me. You're not trying with me, though. We need to. Well, need you to always know. say you're going to play, and then you're never yeah, around. Yeah, I'm never around. All right, number two, Super Mario Maker. I love how many people listed that, even though they haven't played it, but fine, you're, in t- you're allowed. Yep. If not, he says he'll settle for Minecraft um, since he can't have anything that's unreleased. Yep. Contra. Uh, he's going to say number four. The new Tetris on Contra N64. Four. Yeah, Contra 4, the DS yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. Yeah, totally. Way it's forward. A, it's just an odd pick for this list. It's I love awesome. three. Three is so good. You really? Oh, yeah. I love three. I still love the original because I've never been able to beat it on, on one life. And I, I have friends that have done that in front of me. So that would be one of those things yeah. to strive for if you mm-hmm. have the rest of your life to do that. That game is so totally 80s, man. Shirtless, yeah. running through the yep. woods with friggin' machine guns. Uh, <laughs> the, the new Ted, there were entire <laughs> movies in the 80s made about that. Uh, the new Tetris N64, best soundtrack of any Tetris game. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and listen to that. I oh, don't, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, is it true? Yeah, it's good. It's the same composer as, uh, as Tetrisphere. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's awesome. And he last one he lists is Pokemon, but any uh, in the main series game, so not Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. 
Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, OniLink97 says, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is an interesting one, right? Because that game is incredible, but how many times could you really replay it? Don't hate, man. It could be done. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I, I mean... <laughs> oh, no, you're not hating. For I th- clarity. Yeah. I feel like I could beat that game maybe 15, 20 times in one life. I think I've done it 10 times. I've beaten that game 10 times. Nice. So start to, start, start to finish already. That's what, like yeah. 40 hours? Yeah. I don't know 30, how many times I could Same, do that. Yeah, I've done more than 10, for sure. Um, yeah. He also says Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, Mass Effect 2, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, and uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Yes. Yeah, so those are his five favorite games of all time. I would happily play them forever. So he went with with uh, your sort of logic favorites. of like the mm. favorite games. Yeah, because yep. Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time, but I didn't put it on on my list because yep. I feel like I could dream that game. I know what's in every hole. Yeah, <laughs> in in that game. Well, now you can dream <laughs> it on the island forever because you guys. can't have it again. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right, I got next. I got a list from uh, EBV twenty four oh six. Half-Life 2, good pick, actually. Yep. Half-Life 2 is pretty vast, too. Amazing There's a lot of game. stuff in it, yeah. a lot of stuff to figure out. Yep. Um, Minecraft, good choice. Tetris, good choice. Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. Huh. And yeah. then uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Ooh, a yeah. man after my own heart. It's a yeah. If you want to yeah. um, see some amazing stuff, you, sh- you should look up Super Mario 3D World speedruns. Uh, Katsu really? Peach is just the god of that world. <laughs> like yeah. she just oh, I never, I've never done that. floats over and after like around everything just go straight through a level it's amazing I, I, yeah i never even thought yeah. to look up speedruns yeah. of that Link's awakening like that's that was on your list no? yeah we yeah. have we have some uh we have uh, some guests staying with us this, this weekend and i was thinking and they're they're gamers so i was thinking of busting that that game out again oh like, 3d world yeah are you ready for the frustration though like do they play mario games here and there okay yeah okay. so i mean it, it will yeah it's getting it's gonna be frustrating no matter what you're gonna be like the kindergarten teacher all right class now to the left we're gonna see some yep. piranha plants yep all right run yep. Uh, okay, next one is from Mega Dweeb, and he leads off with Super Mario Brothers 3, Mega Man t- uh, X. I almost said 10, but that's not the case. Uh, Link to the Past, Fire Emblem Awakening, and lastly, Tetris. Fire Emblem Awakening, how did that not make your list? You love that game. Because I played it way too much. How do you mean you played it uh, way too much? No, but did I, you I, actually, it more than I actually thought, yes, I actually thought about it, and it has DLC too, right? So you can download stuff, you can make stuff, um, and you can go back through and pair up different characters. Like I, I thought about that one. I think it's a really good one for replay too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So then I'm just gonna quickly go through maybe two more, and we're gonna call it. I don't know if I put any on your sh- any more past that on your sheets. Nope. Well, I've got Hannah Ten. Yeah. Okay. You want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take uh, Hannah Ten. In, in no particular order. Start yeah. From there. Super Smash Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, he, she, um, felt it has more, uh, stages than Smash Brothers Wii U and 3DS and prefers the items in Brawl. Fantasy Life. Mm. Yeah. Good choice. That's good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart 8. Uh, yeah. Ranch- Ratchet and Clank really Original good. Trilogy. Um, I, uh, is on her list. Huh. Yeah, that's one a, more. Well, that's a good. That's cheating, though. You got you got three <laughs> games in one, but okay. Well, she said Up Your Arsenal was her favorite, so we'll go with that. Is it? Is it a she? Uh, Hannah, I hope. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a Japanese uh, female first name, so we're going to just pretend that you're We're going to go with that. And then the last one is Crash Bash. Mm-hmm. Wow. Another childhood game that? she would play to this day. Crash Bash? I don't remember Crash Bash. I don't yeah, Me neither. All right, we'll look it up. No, well, I mean, it was a Crash Bandicoot game, no? But I don't remember mo- anymore. Oh, it was a that. Crash Bandicoot game. Okay, Pretty cool. sure. Yeah, unless Got I'm it. bugging. Uh, that's what I remember it as. All right. Good picks. Uh, next one, I only put uh, one, uh, uh, actually two more, but this one only listed one game, and it is a game that I feel this circle never talks about. Good point. Scary Pete, 
uh, listed League of Legends. And yep. that's all you have to say. Like yeah. that game, the people who love that game absolutely adore that game. Like the MOBA genre is so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for some, it is almost a full-time job. It it's, is. It is the only game that they will play. Yeah. And yeah. it's certainly not a game experience that is locked in time and con- it gets updated, it changes, Constantly. has mm-hmm. big events and tournaments. So I, that's a really good choice. Yeah, yeah. You don't need four more. It's just like, who the best rapper of all time? Dylan, Dylan. It's like League of yeah. Legends, League yeah, of yeah, Legends, yeah. League of... All right. I know, yeah. I know people who play... who who don't play anything but Dota. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah, we yeah. have some folks like that in the yeah. office. In the office. <laughs> yeah. In the office. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's their job to play other games, and they refuse to. So <laughs> that's why they're not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one is from Jara34, and that list is Majora's Mask, the N64 version, which I'm just like, what? Ooh. What props? Uh, international, su- it's still an amazing game. International Superstar Soccer for oh, the man, PlayStation. Um, Miss Pac-Man on the SNES. Uh, Skyrim. And lastly, Street Fighter Any Edition. Wow, uh, that's a really eclectic mix. That is I think you got very... every genre basically covered off yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah good the, choices. By the way, I, w- I was thinking about other games like GoldenEye and Perfect Dark 2. Now playing, uh, you know, Rare Replay, obviously yep. Perfect Dark is in there. Have you replayed any of the old shooters? It was really weird <laughs> to go back to Perfect Dark. Right? Because I kept forgetting about the, uh, the, the way the gun sort of like auto-locks. Sways. And it sways. It yeah. swings. Um, and I don't remember Goldeneye doing that, but I guess it did do that. Um, and it was weird when and this then the guy... shoulder button. He hold down a shoulder button to aim. Yeah. To when uh, where is he? We just said his name. He he said he wanted to play Mario Kart 64. It's yeah. one of his games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lerm Diddley 13. He yes. or her said Mario Kart 64. Uh, the battle mode in that game was something that I I probably spent 200 hours yeah. in with my friends because it was just so mm. much fun to revisit. Uh, the last good battle mode, some would say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, there was a lot of, and I don't know if it's just nostalgia, but there's a lot of stuff on the N64 that I could sort of play endlessly, like that local multiplayer stuff. Yeah. But, I, and I mean, I get into the sci-fi element of this question to begin with, where I go, like, if my friends are coming over, are they talking to me about other games they're, they're playing? And I can't. I remember yeah. that. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's just not fair <laughs> to me. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I, some of the N64 stuff is kind of better off in your memory. You know what it is, but you get used to it quick too. Yeah, I bet if we played Mario Mario Kart 64 Battle Mode, at, at least the three-player mode, which doesn't have that huge frame rate drop that yeah. the four-player has, I think we would be playing for a while. If I, we busted I think that I think the bigger mm. problem for me to get over with old games is never visual, especially 3D era. It's more the controls. When controls are like frozen in time, like visuals to me being frozen in time, they don't bother me as much because I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like this is the product at that time. Yeah. But controls have gotten so much better in certain genres. Like when yeah. you guys bring up Perfect Dark or you bring up GoldenEye, I'm just the only guy in the room shaking my head because that's been fixed, man. Like I can't. That's so, like well, I'm walking with two legs and then someone says, no, you're going back to crawling. Have fun. Like, See, I don't know though because the, the entire game is designed around crawling basically. If it you're is. Going by your metaphor. Like yeah. Perfect Dark actually – Control-wise, holds up. My main issue was with revisiting that N64 classic was that it, uh, the level design is is so obtuse. Like I got to the second stage and I'm just like, I don't know where to go and there's no like, yeah. there's no indicator. There's nothing really to do here. You realize how handholdy games are yeah. now, right? Yeah. It's totally. like where to go next. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do appreciate what that game did, which was the tiered levels of difficulty uh-huh. and stuff like that. Absolutely. But the thing to me that doesn't hold up the most is the is the music and sound effects. Like the sound effects of all those British guys that they had who were just like <laughs> when you shoot them, they're like oh. Joanna, <laughs> like you're. <walking. laughs> it's really funny just shooting I'm random intrigued. people in that game, and you're like, 
That's your gun. And if some guy goes, oh! <laughs> it's so embarrassing. You playing Conquer as well? Oh yeah. I yeah. started Conquer and the could the camera oh, is God, driving me crazy. That game is as slow as molasses. That's one of the ones where it's it's way better in my memory than than revisiting it's it. It's a l- very know? long cutscenes. It's also I think yeah. I think I remembered Conquer to be Still more fun. to be more Mario 64 Banjo Kazooie open world style. It's, it's actually more it's of an really adventure not. game. Like, totally, well, totally. until you get to the shooting parts and stuff. Yeah. But like yeah, the beginning is much is an adventure game. Use yep. this item here to do that, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. And then eventually it, it turns into these very kind of small small granular levels yeah. based on movies yeah. like they're like you Matrix have to, you have to play the Matrix yeah. and here's pr- uh, Saving Private Ryan like just, just storming Norman I love some of the characters have you yeah. ever sat on a piece of gothic architecture <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like there's such such great characters in that game yeah, it's so weird and everybody's got a big mouth but you can defeat them with like one simple thing one hit like you something. hit someone with a frying pan yeah. right that's basically it yeah I remember the first time I got to the open area in that game where everyone's happy and mm-hmm. and Conker's just like oh this place is really messed up and disturbing <laughs> And then you get to a sunflower, and she has huge boobies, and you have to jump on them to get to the next thing. And I'm like, how is this allowed? How did they let this? Like, I think even nowadays people would be like, I think for totally different reasons nowadays, people would be like, that's sexist and that's horrible. But back then it was just like, wait a minute, you put this in a Nintendo game. Like, the Nintendo logo was at the start of this. There's two dragons in that game that get really stoned and run around with, like, joints, and you have to hit them. They're like, (laughs) ha, ha. Yeah. You hit him with your pan. The like, first character you meet is just a total drunkard, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and, and the, the scarecrow. And the, the game starts with you stumbling out of a bar and then popping Alka-Seltzer to cure your hangover. And, which is like, and barfing. And throwing up. Yeah. So what's funny is like, I remember when we first saw Conquer, and it wasn't called Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It was Conquer 64. And it was we instantly made fun of it. It, it, was, a, it was a completely benign... A Mario game that looked like it was made by furries, right? And yeah. Like with this happy squirrel with a big glassy eyes, and like we're like, you can't be serious. Like <laughs> this is this is so this is too sweet and too cute. Like please no. And then like it's almost like they heard us and they when they, yeah. they went back and they changed the game and it's the exact opposite. So I mean, that I'd love, to, I'd love yeah. to ask one of those guys one day if that's what happened. If they oh, got yeah. all those impressions from the I, press and said, I mean, you know the, what, the, this squirrel needs an attitude. The character was in Diddy Kong Racing is just a happy squirrel. And then yep. he was in Conker's Pocket Tales, which is a Game Boy Color game, where he's just on this whimsical adventure, yep. like collecting honeycombs for his friends or, or something like that. Like Klonoa or something? Kind of. It was actually top-down, so it's okay. really weird. It's not okay. even a platformer. Mm-hmm. It's a top-down sort of collecting adventure game. It's weird on Game Boy And then he turned into this alcoholic who was cursing like crazy. And it reminded me a lot of the – like, have you guys seen the first five minutes of Who Framed Roger Rabbit where there's the baby character oh, yeah. who's all like goo goo gaga, and then yeah. the second they're like, hey, 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 hey cut. Hey, Get out of here, baby Herman. <laughs> Remind That's me how of I that. picture you as a child. Yeah, I'm sure. oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, full five o'clock shadow. And, yeah. Oh my god, you are baby Herman. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's switch over then to uh, Super Mario Maker and the IGN challenge, yeah. as it were. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown. You we guys have, went at it. We may have, um, but we're still good friends, right? No, of course we're good friends. <laughs> so hold on a second, though. You are you are sitting. You you can't tell me that you weren't a little irritated with each other. Uh, in the first video, you looked very irritated with Jose. Okay, so here's how the here's how it goes. This there's a there's sort of, you know, mm. 
You know how the Uncanny Valley has that sort of like there's that diagram of it goes up and then it goes back down and it swerves up a little bit at the end. Uh, there's the the, the the sort of like infographic for how this started <laughs> would sort of be like you're in the middle and you're doing okay and then your anger gets heightened, heightened, and then you drops down and you get okay with uh, were you with really being happy. were you really angry? I couldn't. No, tell. I mean you you actually do get frustrated. I think it's like one thing to play <laughs> to play a game in your apartment and another like our let's play room is boiling hot. It and is that's something we didn't really yeah. talk about in the video. I was like hell's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Hell's Kitchen. So you're in there, and it, each one of our levels took us about like 30 or 40 minutes to Jesus. actually like totally finish. Play right? through, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a no, long time for a single level. I'm, I do want to admit, like listening back to the VO, I'm like, man, I was pretty obnoxious in that video. I don't know if it was the, the heat. first one, or yeah, no, oh, in okay. terms of like, hey, My, you made it. But, but that said, I could not believe you just jumped right into the the fire that was shooting up. That like, is oh, my favorite it was moment. One of the oh best yeah, parts of that yeah. video, and I was just sitting in the room. <laughs> and like realizing, okay, he kept dying, he kept dying, this is really tough. And I mean, for folks at home, like you're watching an edited version of that Let's Play, obviously. Yeah. Like you're not seeing the whole thing live. There are some people saying, oh, I should be able to. Sorry, like that video would be too long and we're not putting that up. You want two hours of live? We got two hours of live. Go to YouTube or go to right. IGN. We got our whole Let's Play up for you. Yeah. Um, but that specific part of the video <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> I had a lot of uh, the sort of like armchair sports dads who watched the Super Bowl and they're like, I would have made that catch. Uh, watching the video being like, oh, he sucks at Mario. And like, yeah, okay, I was a little rusty in some parts. Like if you watch our, our live stream of uh, mm -hmm. Super Mario Maker, mm -hmm. I was doing awesome. Yeah, like I was doing yeah, really good. Sure. I have My Mario skills are not in question. But <laughs> doing this, I was playing Super Mario World with a Wii Remote sideways, which I think mm -hmm. we talked about was the first time I ever had to do anything like yep. that because to do the spin jump, you have to you have to shake and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So uh, that, and I forgot that you don't have to tap the button to fly. You just hold it. Yeah. yeah. So people were like, how come you don't use the cape? And I'm like, because I don't yeah, play yeah, this game every single let's, night. Let's forget those people. I'd talk more about like for a second. Like, no, damn it, I Jose. Thing, I hate those people. No, no, you can't. Don't, don't hate them no, on it's our true, show. It's true. But, uh, but more realistically, like I do want to say that I think uh, what makes these Let's Plays so fun, at least for us, when and I haven't talked about experience your level yet, yeah. and we're going to get to that, is that you just don't know what to expect. Like you don't, you you just don't. You get to a set of of warp pipes, and you're like. Where do these all do? And then you just see bloopers coming out of them and slowly like yeah, creeping on but you. Yeah, but see, I feel that way over, uh, about your level. Then when I saw Brian's level, that mm -hmm. was concentrated evil. Like to put the <laughs> the collapsing platforms on the circular saws is just so. Oh, mean. the the donut things. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you have the circular saws, and then you got the little platforms that Which fall means you down. You can't stay on that. Them is yeah. so mean. How did you come up with that? Um. So I basically I des I started out, and so I've talked about this in the show before, but. I I never really had any interest in in making levels in Mario Maker. When the first when the thing was announced to begin with, I said this is gonna be awesome because people are gonna make levels for me and I'm gonna get to play them. It's gonna be so much fun. That's right. And then we started the series, and I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna jump in there. I'll try making. Well, a level. We kind of threw you in the deep end. We we're yeah. like, hey, you have an hour and a half to make something, and then we shut the door. And we shut the door, <laughs> and it was great because we had a. Uh, so I started my vision for the level was to make the sort of fiery stage, to, which immediately sets the tension. Like, and that's what I think that like that's a, a great thematic thing you can do with this game. Like, I think my stage would have just been inherently a little different had we flipped the lights on and made it in the middle of Mario World where everything's kind of like happy-go-lucky and it's just like the donut planes or whatever, you know? Yeah. But the fact that we put it in the castle and we put the auto speed 
on. So what I started well, doing. Well, you were was, still mad from the Jose level. That's why you put the auto scroll to five. I will 100% or whatever. admit that speed. all of that passion carried over to, to my level. <laughs> uh, so I started off with these with this thing <clears> where <throat> I basically I said I want to make a level that's pure platforming because you don't really get a lot of stages where you're never allowed to get a mushroom in the in the main Mario games. Every one of those levels is designed around getting a mushroom, mm -hmm. right? You always get a mushroom. Um, and in this one, I said, let's strip that out entirely. So you're only small. The only thing you can do is be good at running and jumping. And I'm like, well, how do I get people to run and jump? So I started setting up the level so it wasn't auto-scrolling. And I built these towers that kind of increased in height. And then I, I did a thing where a lot of the... A lot of the stuff around it is window dressing. Like the 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 lava going up will never actually hit you. Yeah. Its trajectory is set to never touch you if you're pretty good at what you're doing. You're jumping. There's Goombas just trapped in blocks. There's Goombas in there just to, to be go. like, what kind of nightmare Goomba prison is this? Who would put them in there? Uh, a lot of the spinning spikes, uh, unless you stood in one place, I don't even think you could stand long enough to fall into them. But because um, the cheetah speed. Yeah. So, but it's it's kind of interesting to throw stuff in there that sort of psychologically gets people going. What the hell is wrong with this level? <laughs> Even if it'll never actually kill you, you know, it's really it's really interesting to sort of dress your stage up like that. So yeah. I, I would I'd throw to our our listeners when it comes time to make your own levels in a month, um, think about stuff like that. Like make stuff that it, you don't necessarily have to interact with everything to sort of world build. You can do yeah. stuff that sort of makes it look like it's a little more punishing than it actually. Well, is. we made such different stages where in mine yeah. you had to kind of carefully tiptoe and probe oh, yeah. and yeah. like look for invisible blocks or tricks and I kind of regret not uh, going through with a, a bigger um, sort of idea that I had afterwards where it's like imagine like eight doors and each one you walk in the space you're in is small and the big monster in the room is just closer in the next right. room or something like that. That's a great um, idea. Yeah, I want to I play around with more things like that. I did notice though, so most people don't realize that the time-lapse intro where we're doing our VO is a time-lapse of the stage getting made. Yeah. Your stage did not start out in a castle world. It started out like on a regular plane and you were like making all these platforms. I guess yeah. you were just getting used to the tools or something? Well, I was getting used to the tools and my original vision for the stage was, oh, it sounded like George Lucas, my original vision for the stage. Uh, That's Kermit I, the Frog, I wanted to, <laughs> Same He thing. made Star Wars. Uh, I wanted to do something where you're running <clears throat> and you're jumping and every time you jump on a platform, it, it gets a block smaller and the gap gets a block bigger. But you uh -huh. put a piranha plan at the end. Was that part of the idea? Or were you just using that to sort of measure where someone had to jump? So I was testing this thing where if I put a piranha plant at the end, you'd have to jump over it each time. But then I found that <laughs> most people would just, or me, would just run into the piranha plant a bunch of times. And I'm like, how do I get somebody to stop running without putting a like vertical spike? And I'm like, well, what if I just took one of the spike blocks and put it at the end? Which means that if you automatically run into the spike blocks, which you've never seen in the Mario games. Mm -hmm. like You've never seen they're not as mean. They're, they're not just as mean. Not horrible. Yeah, they're not think, like game design Hitlers. That's true. They, <laughs> yeah. they want they want something that's like sort of forgiving, right? Uh -huh. And so I said, what if I have these spike blocks and that they're at, they're at the end, and every time you run into one, it is your fault for not jumping. Like I never, I wanted to make something that <laughs> was, and then he puts the invisible block. Invisible block. So that, but so the invisible <laughs> you block. You jumped too early. The invisible blocks. <laughs> People were giving me this I wish comment. People could have seen the look on Pear's face. People were saying that I the invisible that. blocks are cheap game design. I thought it was I, fine. I totally agree with you. But the way I did the invisible blocks, they're they're in the exact same spot 
every single time. So for every jump, the block is in the exact same spot. You know spot. what's not in the exact same spot every what? time? The platform you're jumping from. <laughs> well, that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah, that's what no, makes it fun. It was, it was. I, so I, I will admit. I wanted to build this sort of rhythm and frequency of like running. Now, you, the cool thing is I, 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 I can't believe you made it. I set up those donut blocks Me so that either. the second you – I forgot about this, but the second you land in a donut block, it turns pink. It lights up or like an orange mm-hmm. for a second, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that all of a sudden became like a light. It was like a light bulb. When you land on that, it blinks and you have to jump immediately. If you keep going past that, you will hit a spike and die. If you jump early, you will bump your head on an invisible block and die. So there's a, a specific angle. You have to jump on every single one of these things. And if you don't keep nailing it, you keep dying. With and our Jose, powers combined, the world will be over. Continue. There, no, there's a, there's, a, it's, there's a similar to the Uncanny Valley thing. There's an mm-hmm. arc that happens that a lot of arcade players talk about where you're really, really awesome and then you get really, really bad for a while. And you start making rookie moves over and over and mm. over again. It's like those Donkey Kong, like King of Kongs type guys. They'll lose one life and then they'll end up losing four in a row because they just like... They lost their they yeah. lost their they lost their mojo. So Jose was doing awesome, and then he would hiccup, and then he'd go back to the start and die on the first spike again, and be like, "Oh, yeah. you're better than this. You're better than this." Yeah, so, no, no, what no. a what a mean mean level. But I do want to point out. I think what makes that it, mean? what makes it oh, funnier. So mean. What made it 100 percent funnier is this. If this plays. This is not it. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, yeah. that's not yeah. it. Hang on. My favorite yeah. scene in that video. By, by the way, if you haven't watched this yet, uh, yet this, go look sorry, for it. Sorry. The this second is video is even better. Every time Hearing you hear that. that <laughs> every time just reinforces a feeling of like, I don't know, even if someone finishes a sentence and so, like say something. Say something. Uh, I don't know. Say, say something interesting. Well, someone that was a nice day, day Jose. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? No, like the sound. So the interesting like, thing is the immediate like fail noise. You're yeah. just like, yep, no. So we're when done. you're when you're when you're making the levels in Mario Maker, you hear that noise a million times, but you also hear let's go, mm-hmm. and that's every time you start that's your right. level from the beginning. Now yeah. my level because it was an auto scroll level, um, and there's three speeds on that. There's uh, what is it? Turtle, Bobcat, and Cheetah, or something mm-hmm. like that. I forget the ex- exact animals. Uh, it was a tortoise, a hare, a slightly fast-moving hare, and then cheetah, and a which cheetah, is, which is like off. super fast. Yep. So because mine was momentum-based, I had to keep starting the level from the beginning. So every time I would do a jump, and the way I timed the jumps would I'd jump in the air, and then you'd see the trajectory of Mario, and then I'd find out exactly where we are going to fall in the pit, and I'd unpause, and I'd die. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> okay. So I'd hit start, I'd hit select twice, and I'd go back to the beginning, would go, let's go. And I'd dun, 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 run and jump in the air, and... <laughs> Sorry, we were late. Over and over and over. But, but that, I guess that was the point. Like, I realized that if you, someone just finishes talking and you hit that, like, there is something that just makes what just happened instantly funny. And it's I think only gamers it, get it. I'm not sure if like any mainstream folks. No, get I think it it's universal. Enough. They they are so universal? good at the at the, the sound design. It's like the purper. Yeah, like you know what, what it means, even if you don't know the 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 game. I think if you context. didn't know anything about video games in the world and you heard that noise, you'd be like, "That's not a good noise." No, like a good thing didn't happen there. I guess I don't know. Like it I'm sounds just, like I'm a same with Pac-Man. Theory. You know, yeah, yeah. it sounds like, like a cat walking <clears> down <throat> a keyboard. But yeah, so uh, you know, I went from somebody who's mildly interested in the level de- and creating levels in Mario Maker to being totally enthralled by it. So you will um, be making stages. You think? Uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about. Your fiance, I mean, your wife. It's so fun yeah. to just mess around with it, isn't it? And I, to see like what what you guys did. You created some very difficult levels for mm-hmm. each other. I think it, over time you'll change to let me do something that is clever yeah. but has a certain rhythm to it, so that it's you can 
people can beat it and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing that makes this so special. At least this game to me so special. It's because. Sure, you can you can take the elitist attitude and say, well, we're all hacks. Like none of us know how to make games or game design. But this thing makes it so easy that anyone can make it yeah. that it it just becomes fun. Like don't get me wrong, there's going to be plenty of failures and experiments along the way that just don't pan out. If you look at the time lapses to our videos, there are things that I made that ultimately did not pan out. I thought, oh, that's unfair. Or, oh, he'll never be able to get to yeah. that, so I should take that out. Yeah. And in yours, that may have happened. I'm not sure. I know I watched the intro and I saw that you completely scrapped part of the idea with the piranha. With the right. piranha plants that were out, and instead found the coin block and uh, trapped Goombas and so we were. I, I, I actually made. talked about Mario Maker for a minute on Beyond this week. So sorry if you listen to both shows and I'm double dipping on stories here. But uh, Marty just reviewed every everybody's gone to the Rapture, yep. and they shipped that game without um, putting in a sprint button and letting everybody know, know about it. Did you guys read that story? Yeah, I've so, seen people um, talk about it on Twitter. And I, I mean, we we play games all the time here at IGN. Everyone listening plays games, and you go, the developers are lazy and they didn't blah blah blah. They rushed the thing out the door. I was at the end of making my level, and Jose was banging on the door <laughs> going, time's up, finish the level, we got to start wow. shooting the thing, get out of the way, come on, get the, put your controller down. The marketing is out there. The marketing's out there. Your Metacritic have, is going to be terrible, we Brian. Had our release you get no bonus. Yep, yep, that's yeah. exactly mm -hmm. it. I, so I went I rushed, a hammer and all that. Mm -hmm. I rushed the end of my level, and I think that I could have tightened it a little better, but sometimes you just have to hit a ship date. <laughs> and I have, it just, like, I walked out of there, and this, I just paused for a second, and it was just like, my, this the explosion happened in my head. And I'm like, now I understand game design. I can totally get why mm -hmm. rush levels happen. Yeah. And um, just for folks to know, the reason I was rushing on this is because we had a schedule to keep. Yeah. And if Brian's vi video was not done on Friday, it was just going to all go. But that is that is why game design is amazing because it is the it is the you know the intersection between art and business, right? It is a a, a, a creative genius mm -hmm. sitting there going, I have a vision with and a limitation, and it's a marketing people going, yeah, yeah well, hurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think my favorite thing of this entire like experience has been just I have an idea, I mock it up very quickly. Like I I haven't tried one thing I've been thinking about is playing with just any shape. Like right now I've been very deliberate, and be like okay, it has to be a brick, it has to be an invisible block. But part of me is just like, well, screw all that. Why don't you just put indestructible blocks and just play test it there? Yeah. The thing that I constantly find myself doing when I'm building things is play test it right there. Yeah. Just go okay, yeah, line these to. up, put that there, put that there. All right, quickly jump in, play test. Yeah, I was testing that's every the, jump. That's the dream of yep. this whole thing. I feel like that's my favorite part yep. about it. I was testing every jump, and like you, you, you pick up on people's quirks in their level design. Like Jose was doing something very interesting where I was noticing a lot of he didn't really have a lot of flow platforms mm -hmm. like he he builds support columns for everything because yeah. in jose's brain the mushroom kingdom has architects that no. like nothing floats it's like and it's really smart it's it's, it's kind of interesting to, to look into get a, a, a glance into people's heads like that yeah. you know? well then there's happy accidents like that part uh in the intro from my stage where you missed the first jump and fell past the bloopers yeah you can actually bounce off those bloopers onto the block or onto the moving platform that's there oh, wow yeah, I did it by accident. I was like, oh, this is kind of a, a safety net. I guess this can work. Um, and there was a few others. I wanted to try something where uh, you were going to – like right now I'm playing around with this idea that we might explore. So we're going to have another live stream, folks, who are listening. We haven't set a date yet, but there will be another Super Mario Maker uh, live stream sort of culminating this whole IGN challenge. It will be happening soon. We'll be talking about it. But one idea I'm playing with right now is just sort of using thwomps as a way to carve, through, carve out paths – so, for example, imagine just a row of, like, bricks, like, rows and rows of bricks, and just a thwomp, and you're at, near the top of the screen, so you can't really go anywhere, otherwise you'll hit the thwomp. You approach, the thwomp just chews through all of it, 
and disappears out of sight and you have to like jump in the hole and land on something. Um, I'm trying like to play that. around with like ideas like that or like how much lava it can take. But I will say we have not talked about some of the limitations on this thing. Right, right, right. And I think that that's possibly Mario Maker's slight weakness right now. Now yeah. the build we're playing with is not final. But I have not seen anything in the retail video I've seen of this video. Like, they, they just had a trailer come out this week that was announcing sound effects and whole, Amiibo support and all that stuff. Basically, there's nothing in the design that's telling you how many assets you have left to work with. And so you imagine, well, I can throw everything at this thing. And that's actually not the case. Like, mm -hmm. you will eventually hit a point where you can't add anymore. Especially the longer your level gets possibly the less assets you're going to have to work with. And I'm not sure if that's 100% true. We haven't fewer, it's okay. fewer, uh, fewer assets to work with. So you I can actually specifically, <laughs> if, if you guys saw... It is you, I, Stannis. Captain Correction. Mm -hmm. If you saw my video... Uh, or my good correction. If you saw my stage video that Jose played that we've been referencing the last 15 minutes, um, mm -hmm. and you'll notice that there were a lot of the fireballs that shot up throughout the entire first half of the stage. The reason they're not in the second half of the stage is not because I stopped paying attention was it was because i ran out of them oh they got grayed out and so nothing told me you have how many you have left. left you have four left they nothing just stopped being that. available is and not can, only can, is there a max <clears throat> for each item or is it so, just uh it depends on what else you play it depends on what, else, on what you else you play so they actually told me i couldn't use any more of the or it grayed out those fireballs it grayed out those spikes and a bunch of other things. Like, mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, like, the Bowser car thing wasn't mm -hmm. allowed anymore. Yeah, yeah. What? And the uh, the rotating um, <laughs> five fireball the, the things. The fire thing, yeah. The fire sticks or whatever they are. Uh, those weren't allowed either. And I hadn't used any of those in the stage. They were just grayed out. Because I think there's just, like, it hits a capacity. And I think you can work around that by dropping a pipe and then moving on to a new area. But what uh, I can't yeah. keep... One wondering about constantly is why is this limitation a thing? Is it because of New Super Mario Brothers and it has to have parity among all these assets? So if you threw it at that version of the game, because sprite-based assets would you wouldn't think there's a ceiling to some of that well, stuff. But no. the level is Mario maybe 1, the level is Mario not three world. Maybe not. I, I mean, we don't know the technical mumbo jumbo, but that has been the one part of the experience that isn't a huge bummer. But at the same time, it exists, and you're like, yeah. ah, I don't. I, know but at how the same time, it also I think it, when designing anything, it's very easy to get carried away and just put oh, absolutely. everything in the kitchen sink yeah. in a level, right? And like, I kind of I kind of like the limitations. Now I'm saying that no, now, I think but of course some sometimes of, you have a vision and I'm like I want ten of those things, and then you can't do it. Well, it's let's, frustrating. Let's not yeah. overlook that some of the yeah. best game ideas like ever happened because of limitations like well, let's let's not pretend that's sure, not a thing but that being said my level was mostly pretty pretty minimalist mm -hmm. like it, it it looked like it had a lot going on but it really didn't have a ton like there were no enemies in that level there were mm -hmm. no power they're ups they're trapped there's a cop oh come <laughs> I'm on just, I'm just kidding I mean you don't interact with them right so it's I don't <laughs> really Goombas. feel like I went I've seen a lot of Mario Maker levels where people are just like let's throw a thousand enemies on screen and they're all gigantic and it's sort of just like it's a it's sort of a style over substance kind yeah. of gimmicky <clears> you know throw everything in the kitchen sink at, at the wall type of thing but for my level like I kept it very sort of sparse throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, halfway through the level, they're like, no more fireballs. And I, my the end of my stage was just individual blocks that you're jumping on. And I ran out of elements. So that's yeah. sort of worrisome. And let's be fair to Nintendo here. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a pre-release build, so we don't know if these are the same limitations yep. in the final. Also, uh, one can imagine maybe these limitations exist because you want to be able to share this thing. Maybe the, at some point, this thing becomes a bigger file to share and therefore not. Like, we don't know the reasons. Yeah. Hopefully, we can talk to someone so, at some point and find out a little more of the technical 
technical behind the scenes. Then again, they never want to talk about that. One of the solutions I'd like to meet them halfway on is Mm -hmm. that if there is a limitation on things and it's not just a, this is going to be in the retail build as well, which I assume there will obviously be limitations of some kind. I'd like a heads up thing that sort of says like, 10 fireballs left. And I'm like, oh, okay. I have to I have to be smart about how I use these. Yeah. One, it's not just like I put a fireball down and it's like you can't use any more fireballs or seven other things. Like mm. I don't understand the logic to that. Yeah, and then know? I also don't know if, how much how, – how different that um, ceiling is between having a regular space and a subspace. Don't yeah. forget, you didn't even use a subspace. Whereas no. mine, you did travel to another area. And the coolest thing I like about subspaces is that you can make the template whatever you want. So you can have a water stage, but when you go through a pipe, it's dry land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's airships. Or it's a ghost house. Like you can, <laughs> you can make those changes. And I think that's rad. Yeah. But I don't know if that also impacts how much you're allowed to cram in there. And uh, some folks might be listening and say, well, why aren't you testing? Well, because, once again, this is not a final build of the game. So yeah. it's maybe not fair to kind of go that route. We're not sure. It's... When when you did your live stream, did you run into any kind of limitations? Like certain certain objects were not available in a certain theme or anything like that, or is it pretty um, much <clears throat> very well, interchangeable? Switch like Kurobo's shoe does not show up in right. Okay, uh, you know, and I think Mario World it becomes or? Yoshi. Oh yeah, it becomes a Yoshi in ah, New Super Mario. Yeah. The Brothers, only difference, you, or uh, something like that. I like that though. The I think that's pro- great. The only difference, yeah. property property wise, in terms of interacting with elephants, is that uh, Kirby's shoe doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> the mystery mushroom also changes between each tile set because it is not available in three and in World gotcha. and in New Super Mario. Yeah. Brothers. but so and then, are there any things that won't work underwater at all? Like flames or anything? Like, are there certain mm, it things? It all seemed to go fine. I mean, you can make things that swim, fly suddenly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't f- make a wiggler fly. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things we couldn't make fly that we were we Well, were wigglers, testing. that's ridiculous. They're guys. too heavy. Wigglers cannot well, fly. Be, you need like six sets. No, so we should have. Yeah, you need too many feet. This is true. Um, but you need, you need Air Jordans for them. Uh, but you <laughs> make uh, these platforms. I heard maybe if we had started with a platform and then had him jump off, he yeah. would have stayed in the air. Oh, interesting. The fact that he started out and then you just, <laughs> you know, the level <laughs> because he just would drop. We got to uh, give him a, <laughs> give the baby bird a nest to fly out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I got No, that. but I mean, th- oh, if man. you're listening, make no mistake, we are incredibly positive like on this thing. It has been a great experience. I feel like making a level for you was a lot of fun even if it was set out to troll you. Playing your level was a nightmare, but it was hilarious. Like oh, there's a point that in that video, like great... I broke <laughs> grabbing the tissues. I love that Sully brought the box of tissues because oh, I said, "Hey, Sully, such you should a, bring such that a fun in." Series <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And I, I have to say, I've never encountered a game that that tr- will trick people into creating that don't want to create something. Like yeah. this game is so good. Like mm. you know, there've been level editors in games like Load Runner and Little Big Planet, and like even the simple tile set games sometimes are very daunting. Mm-hmm. You know, to create something is daunting because of the logic and the amount of time you have to put in. This is so playful that you just want to see what happens. Yeah. You just want to mess around. Like, you talk to you talk to most modern game designers now, and a lot of them can kind of root back what they're doing now to to a game like this that they played growing up like i had you know there was like pinball construction kit yeah. was an old game or rpg maker like that was a big mm-hmm. popular series on pc <clears throat> um i think this is going to create the next 
set of, of people like that. You know, I think yeah. that the game designers from, of 15 years from now mm. are, are going to be the kids playing, or 10 years from now, five years from now, they're going to be the kids that, that design their own levels in something like this. And that's, yeah. that's really I inspiring. really hope to see, um, maybe, I mean, this might be too ambitious, but like, have you guys ever heard of a Minecraft teacher? Yeah. This guy named Joel Levin uh, in New York started this big sort of classroom project slash experiment on how you can teach kids so many wonderful things with Minecraft. Now, that might be too young because it's yeah. mostly targeted towards like young elementary schools. But I would love to see either game design camps or or just like a lot of people embrace, like a lot of organizations, community building organizations, like after school programs, whatever, just embrace the creativity that can come from this and just see what kids can make. I'm dying to let our design team like just go nuts on that thing. Yeah, and engineers. Yeah, yeah, programmers engineers. will come up with weird crap you couldn't even think of, right? Yeah. Like people have different types of minds. I mean, yeah. just seeing the two levels you guys made, they were so different. Like mm. you were creating an adventure game. Like you didn't, you yeah. couldn't communicate to Brian that that's what you were doing. Like he goes in the door, he's like, why would you do that? And you're <laughs> like, well, that's a dead end. You're supposed to discover that you shouldn't go in there, Yeah, right? Ho- Jose's stage yeah. felt like a series of interconnected puzzle rooms, mm-hmm. right? Like each area had its own sort of self-contained thought and idea and theme to it of like how am I going to get out of this situation he put me yep. in yeah, right yeah. whereas mine was, was yours was Dark Souls mine was yeah mine was just the <laughs> no, bullet was me boy yeah totally totally yeah alright no, but that, that's been our experience sorry we've been going on a bit about it uh, so we should probably take we a like break it. Yeah, we clearly do. Um, and uh, when we come back, well, actually, before we come back, before we go to a break, uh, supports over 70 Amiibo. Did you guys see the list? We have it on IGN.com. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, it's a lot of sprites in that game. Is that, all I mean? Is that every Amiibo? Well, they said there's 100 costumes, but they've said it supports over 70 Amiibo. So that says there's possibly things in there for the Mystery Mushroom that they're not talking about at this current time. It's great. That's great. Awesome. Surprise, surprise me. Um, and what do you guys think of this, though? It takes it's nine days up. to unlock everything in Super Mario Maker. Right. So Some I, people are really upset about this, yeah. and I'm kind of split. So I what does that mean? Can you explain that? What does so that mean? Every it takes day nine they, days to read the NeoGAF thread uh, about, <laughs> about this. <laughs> so every day you play, you basically unlock another bit of the tool set, and yep. it takes nine days to get everything. Now, the yeah. tool set, the portion you unlock works across every skin of the game. But it's basically their way of saying, okay, hold on, Buster. This is a lot to process. Here's It's Animal Crossing. Bit. Yeah, here's you a little bit You can't have your house the on the first day. day. Right. After nine days, you've got everything. Now, already people are jumping to, well, I'm going to set my clock nine days ahead after I start because I don't want to deal with this. I don't know if it's checking every day to make sure you're doing it. I don't get it. I will say I can see the reluctance on their part because it feels like a lot. When you sat in that chair for the first time and you had five rows of things to work with, it's at really first, overwhelming. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Where do I start? Now, that's not in defense of that, though, because no, 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 no. part of me feels like if you were worried about this like, uh, or if you were going to take this route, why not put a, like a Konami code out there that just – if you're someone who's like, yep, I got this, just input a code. You got everything unlocked and you just move on. Like, I think why not a, get that option? That's a good solution. I think uh, what the main thing that people are upset about um, is that they are purchasing something that they don't have access to yet. That is people's main argument is that they are going out – on September 11th, and they are spending $60 on a game or $50 on a game, and they are buying something that they don't have the entire mm. access to. When you to. buy Resident Evil 4, you're not getting the bazooka on day one. I mean, I feel yeah. like this is a thing across a lot of different styles well, of games. But yeah, I mean, so... Th- but this is a bit more forced. I'm sure, not their, their argument yeah. is that this is core content. Right? It should be there. The bazooka is something you get after beating uh, the game on the hardest setting three yeah. times or whatever. You don't get is, right? level 15 without playing through level 14 in a lot of games, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously, 
obviously it's different. It's a construction kit. I, I mean, I have no problem with it. I, I think it's kind of cool that it it makes you use all the tools you have on day one. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, the more complicated stuff, it, it's cool to discover the base, to use the basics and then discover the more advanced stuff. I think plan, they're forcing yeah. you into a certain creative path where then you will go back and augment what you've created with the more advanced tools. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Wh- we're all going to play this game for a long time. Yeah. We're so all going to use this or... construction kit for yeah. a long time. Then what's the problem? Yeah, I want to be clear. I'm not, um, I'm not defending or even projecting what uh, the argument against this is. I'm just stating what it is. Personally, I don't care because yeah. I waited for this game for 30 years. Aww. <laughs> no, really. There's when I was when eye. I was five years old playing Super Mario Brothers one, I was like, I I, I I went into school and I was drawing my own levels. Yeah. You know, I was I had a notebook. I was me and my friends made a video game magazine where we drew our own maps and stuff yeah. like that. What was it called? Uh, it was something. It was some rip off of Nintendo Power or whatever it was. It was Altano like, Power. Saltano. Like Saltano. Saltano Power. I think it was White Power Magazine. Oh no, God! I'm just oh, kidding. God. I'm oh, just God. kidding. Jesus. Obviously not. I was a school <laughs> kid. Necessary. <laughs> All right. Well, if you are at home and you want to know, well, wait, nine days. What happens? What unlocks every day? On IGN, in our wiki section for Super Mario Maker, you can find the day-by-day palette. This all came from a video that came out this week. You should definitely check that stuff out. And now we need to take a break. We're probably going to lose Brian because he's got somewhere he's got to be. So say goodbye, Brian. I have to go do uh, my last rehearsal for Up at Noon. Uh, Please watch that show. It airs tomorrow at noon on IGN Pacific Time. By the time you're listening to this, uh, it already aired, so you're screwed. Oh, yeah. yeah, Is that true? It's gone? Possibly. Is it going to be good? I mean, if it just happened, then yeah, it was great. Probably our best first episode ever. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Jose Otero here with Tara Schneider and Brian Altano. Um, I think Brian has gone through some changes. Uh, so, a uh, real quick question came in. Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll save it for the question block. I promised Callie Pleggy this week, but Callie Pleggy was busy, and we were going to talk about Splatoon and the August update and her experience this week. Unfortunately, we can't do that. We got to save it till next week. Sorry if you were waiting for that. We didn't acknowledge you in the first half. Well, that means we can talk about the new level. We can talk the, about the, the, yeah, new Rain the new mode. Rainmaker is yes, right. coming out. Yes, Friday. We recorded this before it came out, but yeah, yeah Friday. So we'll have more to talk about next week. I feel Excellent. like, uh, th- yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, let's go on then and resurrect the question block. So the question block is a segment we bring back when we feel like it. <laughs> but it is a uh, dedicated question segment where you send in questions. We try to answer it as best we can within four minutes. And we have a few to go with. The first one comes from good friend of the show, Charles Gatson who says uh, he wants our opinions on the following. It seems like New Super Mario Bros. R style is often overlooked by many in Super Mario Maker, uh, and people have been going for nostalgia on Let's Plays, not only IGN, when choosing a skin for their stage. 
From a technical standpoint, however, it seems like the more, the more complex levels can be made using the new Super Mario Brothers art style. For example, propeller hats, wall kicks, etc. I agree with Charlie. Like, I did try to make a stage using um, that specific level, and I have to say, like, or that that skin, and I have to say, I was. I kind of immediately jumped to, oh man, I could have you do wall jumps here. I could have like fire bars passing and maybe use that to kind of mess yeah. with your timing on the wall jump, like things like that. Really what was cool. this question? That wasn't his question. Oh, it was just our opinion on that. Oh yeah, why? Why so many? I mean, obviously, I think that's it's that's, just newer. I think too. Going back to the 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 question about the rollout plan, how you don't have everything in the beginning. I think. A lot of people who are playing, who are going to play Super Mario Maker are those who have grown up with the classic games, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the the guys who are going to jump in and create the first levels, and you're going to want to relive the glory of Super Mario World and and 3. And um, I think, though, as you exhaust some of the possibilities, I think then people are going to move on to this stuff. Because, yeah, a lot of stuff changed with New Super Mario. I love the wall jump. The wall jump is one of my favorite things in any 2D platformer. I feel like... uh, Remember, for example, the first Batman uh, NES game by Sunsoft. I don't know if you remember yep. that stage, but it was a licensed game. And he just had he had a wall jump, and I thought it was better than Ninja Gaiden. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. This makes me feel really cool. So, yes, that's going to be a thing. Uh, we'll definitely be trying to make stages with that. Next question comes from Colin Copeland, and I like this question a lot, so we really got to talk about this. I'm just going to take a quick second to note the time. All right, so his question is, Welcome to my email. <coughs> now, I'm not, I'm is what he said. To I'm me, one of those. I am not a Muppet. I am one of those weirdos who hails Majora's Mask as the best game in the series. You're not weird. You're just, uh, you have an opinion. I also uh, absolutely love Link's Awakening, and I think it has one of the franchise's best scores. I'm very excited for Zelda Wii U. But am I the only one who's a little disappointed we're going back to Hyrule? In his opinion, two of his favorite and what he thinks are the best games in the series take place in other lands and we have been in hyrule a lot lately on home consoles at least what are your thoughts are you happy we're going back to hyrule or would you rather see another side story i for one think they could expand so much on young link's story from majora's mask he went somewhere else after that game right tell us that story yeah i think that's an interesting question i think you know if you look at hyrule in the different games though it's it's pretty different right like the various interpretations not even wind waker which obviously has a flooded land right but like you know the the way death mountain feels in one game is usually not how it feels in the other and like games like twilight princess you had entirely new areas that were nothing like what you saw in ocarina of time i'm not that worried about it i think it gets it gets worrisome when they lock themselves into lava world you know like into kind of like lake hylia lava world and like those kinds of set templates for things um, and that's why I thought Majora's Mask was really refreshing. Mm. But if you break it down, you know, like you did have the snow level, you mm-hmm. know, you had the jungle level. Yeah, like, there's a template there. Um, yeah. I think with an open world experiment like this, uh, revisiting, even if it's Hyrule, like I, I kind of don't care. Like I get where he's coming from with, with the question. Yeah. And, I, and I acknowledge like, yeah, no, Majora's Mask. I think was a really unique way to tell what happens after. And there are some series you rarely see them do that. Final Fantasy is an example of that. You rarely find out what happens after the core conflict has taken place. Um, But with that, I still feel that Hyrule never, even though it can feel slightly the same, like there's a certain vibe about it that feels the same, it looks different every time to me. 
And based on what I've seen of that world, just that that Let's Play they did uh, when they showed it in December uh, during the Game Awards, to me that didn't look like any Hyrule I'd seen before. Right. And so I'm I'm 100% on board with it being Hyrule or not being Hyrule, as long as in, at the end of it all, the way that it's tackling the spaces you're going to explore feel unique, feel thematically different, are full of surprises and things you can find. And I think that's been the struggle for this thing. Like yeah. just having to create that much space with so with hopefully a lot to do. Because that was our criticism then too. This this the space looks big, but it looked empty. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, the 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 world changes with the capabilities of the console, right? Like, I, I remember when we first saw Ocarina of Time, we were a little disappointed with the the lack of a forest. You know, I mean, we saw early footage of the game. There was a forest scene, you know. Mm. And, like, if you think of this as the same world in Link to the Past, which had an awesome forest, right? Really atmospheric, literally, with fog clouds drifting over it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I think this game will definitely feel different, even if it's that same that same land. That yeah. you know, you you will get more trees, you will get motion in this landscape. Kakariko Village has never been the same, right? Like no. it's been very different. If you think of the different iterations um, throughout the games, I'm not too worried about it. On the flip side, I think it can be it can be an issue when when you lock yourself into something new and more limited. Like Mm -hmm. Super Mario Sunshine, I love the mechanics and a lot of things about it. I did not like that one-note beach presentation. Mm. I have to say, like, that was something that, you know, I even if you consider the overworld being a certain way, you never got that kind of cool snow level with the mm. slippery uh, ground or the snowballs running down the hills, like, or, you know, like, or that kind of, you know the variety you got from classic Mario games. Sure, sure. And so I'm I'm happy that I'm happy about Hyrule because for me Hyrule at least means variety. Yep. That there are these different areas, and I'm yep. with you. I'm hoping it's not just the same though. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. And I think that's a valid uh, concern. All right, Colin. Thanks for writing in. Our next question comes from, or our last question actually, because I didn't bring that many today. Uh, this comes from Scott. And he says, uh, I was watching your Super Mario Maker live stream and really enjoyed it. I kept wondering uh, while I was watching if Nintendo would include a spectator mode. They have <laughs> done this with some more recent games. Have they? Uh, well, Smash Brothers being a great example. What am I saying? Got, and you can spectate part of a match in Mario Kart, but you're kind of waiting to enter. So you're not and, really spectating. Yeah, but there's also the Mario Kart TV thing, right, where you can watch yeah, some replays. you can watch replays. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you can also watch replays in yeah. Smash. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to watch others try to complete your levels. Mm, I thought it would be cool to even have people watch you making a level. But um, that's uh, you know what? It might be too much. Make it, yeah. The like that's borderline like Twitch watching people trying to beat your level is freaking brilliant. Yeah, I really like that idea. Yeah, actually, yeah. because that's the way you learn. You know, the modern game design is so different from the classic days where Nintendo made Super Mario World. Say right, like when you talk to the guys over at um, you know at Ubisoft about how they design a game like Far Cry, mm-hmm. they are they are tracking everything the audience does. Right, like in a shooter, um, the game developers know where the hot spots are. Are, where yeah. people are camping, where people are getting lost, where people are stopping so you're to saying play they build in a story. metrics based yeah. on player behavior. And, yeah. and you're not going to get that in Mario Maker. 
awesome if you got like a report, like here's where people died most of the time. Well, that you kind do, of stuff. you do. do you? So if you uh, if you uploaded the, so you're not watching people play it in real time. Yeah. But if you your level will have stats, people can look at a basically a side scrolling map of the whole thing and yeah. see, okay, this is where everyone died the most. Oh, that's people awesome. People can tag and leave notes. I didn't even know that. Like on one stage that I played when they let me try out the online servers yeah. way back during E3. Um, there was actually a note that was telling me because you basically had to drop to this uh, bridge that would then start moving yeah. and next to it would say uh, this is harder than it looks and you can switch those on or off we oh. don't talk about it on the show because the build we have doesn't have the online side enabled like we've only been talking about the offline experience that's really cool I totally missed that I didn't see that so, yeah, yeah. so, so you're getting some of that feedback then are. what it's like that yeah. the people are playing you're just not getting to watch yeah them. and okay, Scott that's I, would just, I would just say to you that um, it's true you may not be getting that online but if you have some friends who you can play with at home uh-huh. like we were doing here like uh, when Brian and I were doing that uh, a live stream uh, you know you can see it online you can check it out we did a two hour sort of special on this thing um, it was really cool for me to build something and say, "All right, Brian, play." And then I would he I would play somewhere he would start, and he would go from there and just quickly show me did this work or not. Uh-huh. Like that kind of rapid prototyping, and I was kind of alluding to it earlier, uh, is easy to do. You can hook up a pro controller. You can use a Wii U uh, pro controller. You can use a, a Wii remote. Any of those matter. So you should try that. Like that's going to be your way to get a lot of instant feedback on some of the things. And you I make. think you know if you're a very creative level maker. I think your levels are going to end up in in some YouTube videos, right? Oh, yeah. There will be people um, who will post uh, gameplay and gameplay commentaries, and and you'll get a kick out of watching them try to be doable. Yeah, and send it to us. I mean, nvc at ign.com. Let us know what stages you're making. We will play them. We should we, definitely do that. We all share that inbox. We will totally jump in and check out your stage, uh, given that we have time. But that's going to be really fun. All right, so, uh, no, but I think the spectate mode, like, sadly, that's not going to be there, but you're going to get plenty of feedback on your level and sort of how it exists online. And if other people feel they can improve it, of course they can save it and download it, but the one thing they can't do is re-upload that stage. So you're still sort of giving something out to the community that then can at least something can be done with. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that was all for our question block this week because I didn't actually pull out Mm -hmm. that many questions. Um, Pear, as always, uh, it is, uh, when are you gonna make a stage in Mario Maker? People want to know. I've been just traveling so much. Are I'm you actually, I think I'm week? here next. I'm here next week. Okay. I have a bunch of stuff to do. But you want to make um, one for Brian and get revenge I'll, for me? I'll, or if I can, gonna... if I can squeeze in an hour and a half somewhere, I'd yeah. love to do that. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. We got to make that happen. I can All make right. it. I can do it while sitting in this room talking. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. It's cha- <laughs> it's set up in another room. All right, but thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. And in fact, Up at Noon is back. And by the yeah. time you're listening to this. You should have done diligence, stopped what you're doing, and go watch it because Brian Altano and Max Gobo, good friends of the show, and not only that, they work really hard. So definitely check out their program. Uh, We're going to continue our Super Mario Maker IGN challenge this Friday. You're going to see Zach and Sam face off. And then Monday, you're going to see Sam's level. Sam's level is hilarious. I don't want to set up like expectations too high, but the core idea is is genius. And the way the video is edited, um, you're going to sort of figure it out as well and hopefully you'll be entertained that's all I should say Uh, so look out for that we're going to have another live stream for Super Mario Maker as well probably something that just closes off this whole sort of idea maybe we're making levels for each other one last time I'm not sure figuring that part out so make sure you check out IGN.com to find out that stuff Uh, am I missing anything oh you can leave us feedback why don't you head on over to iTunes or send us an email at 
uh, at IGN.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, it's always good to get your feedback. Uh, I know Monkey Brian loves it. Uh, <laughs> lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Pear Schneider at Pear IGN. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. Can you? Is that the one? Yeah. Oh, I was going to do that. But I, I, missed, I missed the timing on it. I was going to be like, don't answer for him. <laughs> and lastly, you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Show. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin bartha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.